All right, and now we're going to take a look at, uh, oh, happy Pro Bowl Day. You know, last year uh, we we witnessed a an atrocious turnout with the Pro Bowl. It looked like two-hand touch to me. Um, hopefully this, this season it can be something different. Players were talking about, you know, they have to make this, you know, an enjoyable event for fans, not only that are there, but the ones that are here, you know, watching it on TV, you know, there, there's talk about if, if they don't show up and they don't, you know, have a good experience with it, that it's going to be gone. So, I mean, what are, what are your opinions on the whole this whole Pro Bowl dilemma? With the Pro Bowl, it's it's something that, as it's gone on, it's lo- it's lost whatever appeal it had. It It's hard, because if you look at other sports, you look at sports like basketball and hockey and baseball, it's really difficult to not put in an effort with those. And, you know, it's really hard to look that bad. Well, with football, you you don't have to really put in that big of an effort for this. And players, you know, they don't want to get hurt. They could have contract year coming up. They don't want to, you know, lose out on what they could get in free agency. Or, you know, you have veterans who have done this for years, and they don't want to hurt their body any more than their body's already been hurt. And it's something that there's not much that can be done. You can't add something to an incentive like with baseball where you have that home field advantage. You can't do that with the NFL because the Super Bowl is, you know, it's neutral location as it is. And you, you, there's not much. You talk about the skills competitions, I think that would be, you know, somewhat nicer. But there's not as much skills competitions you can do compared to hockey and then basketball. And the home run derby, obviously, for baseball, which gets a big pop. But with the Pro Bowl, I just I don't see where it can go up at all at this point. There's not much it can really do to really pop out at people. It's it's just not fun, uh, you know. <laughs> that's that's the literal way to put it. Right. It's not fun. Uh, I don't know about you guys or our fans out there. You know, when when it's when it's time for the NBA All Star Game or the MLB All Star Game or the NHL, you know, I'm I'm psyched for it all day. You know, I'm at work. I get home. I I, I grab a front row seat. You know, I'm I'm, I'm getting popcorn ready. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm ready to watch all the skills. It's, it's a show. It's a show. It, it's yeah. fun. With the Pro Bowl, you know, I'm, I watch college basketball all day. A couple NBA games. And then it's straight to a movie. It's and not even relevant. I, 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 I you I, forget. I, 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 I don't care who's playing in it. I, I, I'm, it's no interest for me. And you know, I think if the NFL wants to keep it around, they need to make a better way of you know putting it out there. You know, I, it's it's fun for the players and the families. They get to go down to Hawaii, enjoy their week. You know, for us, we're stuck back here in Chicago, cold under blankets, and it, we get to watch them having fun. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it'd be more fun, you know, if they if, you know if they moved it around. It, but like like injuries, you can't just move it around to other stadiums and, and other cities. You know, it, it'd have a big a, a better appeal, you know, if it was at Soldier Field today and playing on the ice and everyone going all out. But it's just not like other sports competitions, uh, and it, something needs to be done to either make it better or just get rid of it. And you know, if we did get rid of it, what do you? I mean, are we are we really losing anything? I don't think so. I mean, no. the Super Bowl is so close to after the after the playoffs and after the season ending that it just doesn't matter. It's uh, a filler. Yeah, I mean that's what exactly. it is. It's a filler for they could do put something in between that conference championship and that Super Bowl time frame, so it's not too long without a game. So they just kind of plug this in, but really, it's it's not appealing to anybody. It's not. It's just not even to people and like kids that are just they love football and they love playing the sport. 
you don't you're not really appealing to it. It's not the same as when kids like will watch an NBA you know guy go up for a dunk or something. It's just not the same. There's no excitement towards it. So I don't think we're really losing anything out of it. It's just not fun watching a 30 yard pass with no one no one guarding the guy. Right. It's just it's not fun. And then a the guy gets touched and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go out of bounds now. You know, he doesn't want to put right. that extra effort right. as you've been seeing because you just you get so used to watching. You know, for the last few weeks, it's just, you know, it's win or go home, and they're trying, and they're playing everything, and they're doing everything they can to win a game, and then you see this, and you're like, oh. It's honestly, we could get 11-11 game going in my backyard, and it'd be more fun for right. us. Right. Just to turn on the TV and watch that game. Right. But, you know, I, I think for them, I mean, for players' mindsets, I'm not going to, you know, speak for all the players, but some of them show up and, you know, like, oh, cool, we're in Hawaii, you know, my family's here, it's, you know, a little little paid vacation for us and you know i'm gonna go out on the field and for a better for lack of a better term i'm gonna half-ass it and still get paid right you know i there's like like you guys said there's nothing they can really do to make this more exciting Mm -hmm. you know it's in hawaii that's probably the most exciting part about it Mm -hmm. so i mean are there any ideas that we can you know without getting i mean if you get rid of it you get rid of it but then what do you do do you just have a you just have like a bye week or do you do you move the super bowl up a week what do you you know? What do you do to take away the gap between the championship games and the Super Bowl? Um, there's not a lot you can do with it. I think they don't want to put it. They don't want to bring the Super Bowl back a week because they want both teams to have enough time, prepare, heal up, get ready because it is the biggest game of the year, and you don't know if you're going to get a chance to play in the Super Bowl again. So I think you still have to have that gap. But if you get rid of the Pro Bowl, then I think that because I don't see much that you can do to it to really spice it up or get anybody to really pay attention to it. I mean, if the players tried, and they went out there, and they tried really hard. I mean, it'd be different. It would, because you would be watching something, and you'd be like, it would it would feel more important, but you can't add any incentives to it. There's not much you can do with it. So I think it's either you're going to, A, you're going to put an effort, and it's going to be a little bit more exciting to watch, or, B, you're just going to have a gap. That's that. I don't think there's much option, much room they can do with it. You know, like Ryan said, you know, put emphasis on the players, you know, to play their hardest game they can to possibly put out there. But no, this isn't the NBA. This isn't uh, the MLB. You can't just go out there and and, and uh, risk having a good off season going into your next year and you know coming out with a bad concussion or you know hurting your leg to the point where you can't walk. Uh, it's just it's not worth it for the NFL players that are there, especially the rookies. You know, like Russell Wilson out there, he's, he's going to have a great uh, future career. And there's no reason going down there and trying your hardest to, to get, you know, sacked so hard that, you know, it's going to be a long off season and it's not going to be a, a good upcoming season for that, that player. So JTP's conclusion, just get rid of it? I think that's almost the only thing you can do at this point. Yeah. I don't think there's much room for anything to do to it. And, I mean, it's you'll, you'll get over it. I mean, I don't think players – I think players, especially now, it's it's not like, you know – when the, with the NHL, you know, players draft their teams and stuff like that. And there's a little difference to it. But with this, and, and you talk about the effort they put in, they're going to have now after this a whole offseason to heal up. But you look at the te- the other sports, the other three main ones with baseball's all-star games, NBA's, and uh, hockey's, they are right in the middle of the season. So if you get hurt during those games, you could – you know, possibly cost your your season, and could you know if you're a key player to your team, which most of them are, you can cost your team's chances at a playoff run. So it's just with with football, there's a lot of excuses that go into it, and I think at this point, it's just better off to say let it go and 
just deal with the gap. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our take on it. We're going to go ahead and get rid of it. Hopefully, uh, we don't make any of our fans mad. I mean, if you like the Pro Bowl, go ahead and like the Pro Bowl. But uh, we're, we we're, we're going to try and get rid of it because it looks like... Uh, you know, a little bunch of girls trying to right. <laughs> trying to fight for a couple dresses. So uh, we're gonna jump ahead and go on to the uh, Super Bowl. The Super, yeah, the Super Bowl. You know, last week we had uh, guest Dan Frigo in, and we got his take, and we shared our take on the Super Bowl and predictions. Now we're gonna jump to Corey. What do you think about the uh, matchup next week for you know all the marbles? You know, I think it's going to be one of the better Super Bowls in the last few years, and that's going to be hard to top because there's been some, some really great uh, Super Bowls in the past few years. But, you know, the, the, uh, both defenses, they, they, they play their hearts out on the field. So uh, it's going to be a, a tough battle for each team. Uh, but I think on, on Sunday night I'm going to have the, the 49ers winning. I think Frank Gore is going to have a great game. Uh, you know, I, I would love to see Ray Lewis get one more Super Bowl ring before he, he calls it quits. But uh, I, I got the 49ers, and I, I got them by a touchdown. You know, and you talk about Frank Gore, but what about Kaepernick? I mean, he's uh, he's put the team on his back, you know, ever since he actually came in and took place with Alex Smith. A lot of critics every time, every week they play, it's you know, oh Kaepernick's, you know, he's he's not going to show up this week. He's not he's not up to par with, you know, the the Brady's and the Mannings. He he's been doing it. He's been proving them wrong. So, what do you think on uh, Kaepernick's appearance? You know, it's tough to say because how how good the Ravens' defense is. You, you don't know which kind of uh, outcome it's going to be for Kaepernick. He's a great young kid. His his arms unbelievable, and his running skills are unbelievable. Uh, you know, it, it's really give or take on this one. I, I think he's going to have a great game, and and uh, you know, if he can get uh, as many running plays in as he as he possibly can, take them because the, the defense is going to be is not going to allow very many for him. So if you can get him in, take them and, and take them to the fullest of your advantage because they're going to come uh, very quick. So you look at it. You talk about Colin Kaepernick, and this is his game. This you talk about the season he's had, and have to come in halfway through the season, and take this team. Look on the other side. This is Joe Flacco's defining moment thus far in his career. Last year, he put himself, and I understand. He said he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And you, th- when you think of elite quarterbacks, the first names that you come to your head are Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Those four. The rest kind of gets all jumbled up. And for Joe Flacco to put his name up there, I understand that. You don't want a court, your quarterback come out there and say, I'm a mediocre quarterback. But you look at it and you think this is his game. He put this Baltimore Ravens team. I understand what Ray Lewis is doing and saying that this is his last ride. I think it inspired them because you saw a complete change in the Ravens from how they play towards the end of the year to the playoffs. But Joe Flacco, eight touchdowns, no picks so far in the postseason. And I think that this game is going to be – it's going to be more than we thought. We talk about the great defenses. You have one of the top top two defenses, top five in there, there in there, both defenses. But I think it's going to be a passing attack. It's going to be a very quarterback-oriented game and just which one can come out on top, either Colin or Joe. And you do, I mean, you do say that it's going to come down to passing, but let's just say that it had to come down to running. Who wins? Ravens. I look at Ray Rice and Pierce and what they've been able to do running the ball so effectively. I think, I look at Ray Rice, I think he's just a better overall running back than Frank Gore. From whether it's out of the backfield or running between the tackles, he's just that, just a little bit And you know what this opportunity is going to take it. Right, you don't know if you're going to get back. You know, this is, this team has taken it and they've taken what, this is Ray Lewis's swan song and they put it right on their back and they said, Say we're going to lose. Say we're going to lose to the uh, the uh, Patriots and all that. 
say we're gonna we're gonna get blown out in Foxborough. They didn't. They rose and they beat down the Patriots. They stopped them running the ball, and I think they can stop Frank Gore running the ball. The defense they have, they're not gonna let Colin Kaepernick run. You're not gonna see Joe Flacco run really at all. But Colin Kaepernick, that's that extra little th- extra little spice that they got when they throw it out there. Well, are we gonna run you with Gore? Are we gonna bring in uh, Lamichael in? Or are we gonna throw in Kaepernick's gonna you know? take off and uh, hit the corner and you give up a big 40-yard play as we saw the Packers give up to him. And I don't think that, I don't see that coming. I just don't. But I think that no team so far has been able to stop Ray Wright efficiently. And then they throw in Pearson there and he's barely fast. And it's just, I don't see the Niners, even though they're just a great defense. This is the toughest running game they're going to face. And it's going to be really hard. But I think I lean a little bit more towards Ray Rice and the Ravens running game over 49ers. All right. Well, Ryan's a little outnumbered. Corey and I picked the 49ers along with And Dan. We got, I got three Niners going against me here. <laughs> it's three out of one. Fan you know, of Jim Harbaugh, I guess. You know, Must we, be a Bears thing. I don't we, know. Might, we might have an upset city next week about football, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I guess we can agree to disagree, but now we're going to go ahead and jump back to the hardwood. Uh, the Kobe Bryant-Dwight Howard issue. Um, you know, they start the season uh, just a just a huge catastrophe. You know, Los Angeles just blows up in the headlines. Kobe being Kobe, I'd say a little selfish. Dwight Howard not putting in as much effort as he needs to. What, you know, what's your what's your take on this Los Angeles meltdown? It, it's for the Laker fans and the Laker team. It's really been a circus. It's been. Not at all what they expected. Not what any of the analysts are. I, I mean, I thought they were going to be one of the top teams in the West at this point in time. I thought this was what they needed to really make a run with teams like the Thunder and the you know the Nuggets and uh, the Clippers. But it hasn't worked. Kobe, you've you've already got you got rid of Mike Brown right away, and then you bring in D'Antoni, and you think that's going to work, and it hasn't because it's not a Kobe style offense team that he, that D'Antoni wants. Dan Tony likes to pass the ball around, get that ball moving, not just, all right, here, pass it to Kobe, now jack it up and see if you make it. And with Dwight, you wanted out of Orlando so bad because you wanted to win a championship and you wanted to take and go somewhere else. Well, you got what you wanted and you've struggled. You have not lived up to the hype whatsoever. And I think with that team, you got to get a little more passing in there, but Dwight Howard, this is his. T- this is eventually, if he stays, this is eventually going to be his team. So he's got to sh- put a lot more effort out there, and you can't just rely on Kobe. You got to be able to pass the ball, and that's Kobe's fault too. He's got to pass the ball more, and if you can do that, maybe you got a chance. But I think they just they melted down so early and it was so bad that I don't know how they dig out of this giant hole to get even claw into the playoffs. It's gonna be a scratching claw for them the rest of the way. Yeah, like you said, a circus. It's been a joke. It's been it's been funny for us non-Laker fans. Mm-hmm. We, we we sit back. We we see the funny photos of Kobe and and Dwight missing his free throws and and all the all these names we come up for these guys. And it's, it's been a joke for us. Um, you know, at the start of the season, you know, like you said, you saw them at the top of the uh, top of the conference. I, I saw them close up there too. I saw them, you know, maybe in the top 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 three, top four. Uh, they've had two head coaches so far, Mike Brown. And now uh, D'Antoni. Uh, between that, they had the assistant coach come in, but he was just running Mike Brown's plays. Uh, that's not good for a team. Uh, you're switching everything you you came in through the last year and training camp. You're switching it all around. Uh, you you're running with uh, different offensive plays, different defensive plays. 
It's going to take more time for, for the players to get used to it. And as I'm watching the game, tell me I'm wrong, I, I see smiles on the bench. I see smiles, everyone's joking around, and then they're down by 15 points with a, a few minutes left to go. And everyone's just laughing about it. It's like Kobe's the only one really taking it serious right now. Uh, I give it to Nash, too. Uh, but it, they've been an, uh, an injury-ridden team all year. And uh, to turn it around, they could trade. But is that promising? Uh, what are you going to get out of it? What kind of year will it be after that? Or you can stick with it and take it a little bit more serious. I think that's the road they should take right now and, and just you know try to outplay like they did tonight against Oklahoma City. Do you think that because Dwight Howard was a star in, in Orlando and Kobe has been the star in Los Angeles for since Shaq and you know Steve Nash ran ran the the Phoenix squad and now they all come to Los Angeles. Do you think it's a bit of selfishness that well I was a star there and now I want to be a star here, but Kobe's in the way? I mean what what do you what do you think about all these stars merging together and not becoming one? They're they're just trying to, you know, continue their reputation as big stars. When you look at it and what the Lakers are doing, what they really should do is look at what Spolstra and the Miami Heat have been able to do. You brought Bosch, who was the number one guy in Toronto. That's not saying much, but he was. Dwayne Wade was the ultimate leader of the Miami Heat. He struggles lately. But then you bring in a guy like LeBron James. You bring in all those talents, but you've made it work. They've stepped, put their e- whatever ego they have aside because they want to win a championship. And if you're the Lakers, no matter how many championships that organization has... Especially with Dwight, I look at Dwight, and I look at Dwight, and he really is the one that has the most to lose in this situation. Kobe, he's won, and I think Nash, I think Nash would be really happy, and he really, and he deserves to win a championship. But I look at Nash and where he came from, and he's got nothing else to prove—not to the team, not to Kobe, not to the Laker fans, not to anybody in the NBA. He's done enough. He, he's one of the best out there that we've ever seen. Kobe has to put his ego aside that it's been Kobe's team for for so long now and he's got to start letting the, shot, the, the spotlight shine on everybody else. Not just one it can't just shine on one particular player and you expect to win. With, you look at it with the Bulls. It doesn't. It can't just shine on Derrick Rose and nobody else gets noticed because they, if Derrick Rose were to play that way you the Bulls would struggle. You have to overall, especially with Dwight, you guys have to, you have to take <clears throat> whatever ego they got, and put it aside to win a championship. And Dwight has to do that especially because he was the star in Orlando, and now you come to a team that is Kobe's team. You can't argue it. It has been his team. He's done the most for the Lakers. So with Dwight, he's got to just step up, don't cry about it, play your game, hit your free throws, and move on with it and get this team a championship. You know, yeah, like like you said, uh, uh, Comparing them to the Miami Heat, uh, bringing Bosch in, uh, obviously a star up in Toronto, but not not on the same level, uh, level sorry, as uh, Dwight Howard was in Orlando. Nowhere even close. No. But, um, you know, what I've noticed is uh, before the season started with the, with the L.A. ordeal, everyone was serious. It was, it was grind time for them. It was where we were going to be able to compete for a championship. East Coast, it was Miami just putting on a show before even things even started. It right. was, you know, we're gonna put we're gonna I'm gonna have a, a TV show to tell me to t- tell the fans where I'm gonna play basketball at. I'm gonna uh, put on a, go on a stage and tell the fans we're gonna win six, seven, eight championships. But when they get to the season, that's their grind time. They play it out. 
They're very serious about how they go about their business, especially when it comes to playoff time, as you see them improve from uh, two years ago to last year when they won the championship. Right. Uh, you don't have the age with with Bosch and with LeBron coming into Miami and, and Wade's uh, a veteran, but nowhere close to what, how many years how many years Kobe's has put in. And it's just it's it's I think it's a mess right now in LA, and it's it's going to be hard to fix it. But we'll see if they can grind it out and, and put a playoff season together. You know, it's all about putting the right players in the right spots, and I think right now they're they're having a little trouble doing that. Pau Gasol always wants to take those deep jumpers. I mean, he can hit them. But I think his inside game is more valuable to the uh, to playing the low high game with Kobe and Nash. Um, at, all in all, basically, they just got to clean it up. It's a huge mess. Like Corey said, they either they need to clean house or they need to do some quick cleaning to try and turn this season around. We found out today earlier, Rajon Rondo out for the year now with a torn ACL. A Boston team that's just hanging on by a thread to that eighth spot. Uh, Sixers only out by about two and a half games, I think, from that spot. Do you guys think that with well, obviously the loss of Rondo is tremendous and it's it's going to hurt them. But do you think that this Celtics team can rally and pull it together to hang on and make the playoffs? Uh, I, if they're going to make the playoffs, it's going to be a very low seven eight seed, possibly. I just, without Rondo, that, that's their playmaker. That's that's their star there. With with KG and Pierce, that the age is just too much. Uh, they need someone young like Rondo to, to be the playmaker there. I mean, you got Jeff Green; he's a great player, but obviously not going to be one of your star young one of your star young players. Same with with Bass and and, and uh, Bradley and and Barbosa. But it's it, it's still a very strong team. But with and it's it's hard to say with the Eastern Conference because of how weak the Eastern Conference oh, right, is. Yeah. Especially Philadelphia's a great young team. We saw that. Especially I know without Derrick Rose in the playoffs, but. You saw Philadelphia play very hard in the playoffs, and they're, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, the Knicks, the Heat, there's there's just no way there that Boston can stick around with teams like that. I think Rondo, being the centerpiece that he is in Boston, if they do make the playoffs, you know you got to give him props with Pierce and Garnett uh, taking the lead role. But you saw in the playoffs last year they slowed down. I, even if they make the playoffs. They I don't think compete. they'll go anywhere because no. I mean seven or eight you got to play a one or two, right? And you don't have you know home court advantage, so it's going to be tough to uh, it's going to be tough to make a run for that for that title. But and it's tough with teams like uh, Milwaukee's having a great year. You know they're going to be fighting for those that low six seven eight spot. Uh, Cleveland could put a fight in for that low eight spot. Uh, just uh, all the, but the Nets. It's just it's going to be hard for them. And Kyrie Irving having a year, yeah, a huge year. You know he's taken over. Uh, hopefully he doesn't pull LeBron and have a few good years and say he wants to leave, <laughs> uh, taking his talents to South Beach. Hopefully Man, it would be fun to build around. What that, a team uh, that would LeBron be! And, and what Kyrie. a team! Oh my, LeBron, Kyrie Irving, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, <laughs> with Chalmers on your bench. Oh, okay, yeah, good six man. Yeah, but they're bringing in Greg Oden, so it should be okay. They got that. They got that inside game now. So. Happy about that, I guess. All right. Well, that's going to do it for JTP with Corey Asa and Ryan Ebner. I'm Josh Barlog. Um, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at Joe's Talking Pros. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Joe's Talking Pros. And, and we're on iTunes now. Like us, yeah, we're on iTunes. Go ahead and download our uh, podcast on there. Give us some feedback. We'd yeah, love to hear. Give us some feedback. And also, don't forget about Where Were You Wednesdays. I tried to put that out on Twitter uh, last Wednesday, and uh, no one went ahead and, <laughs> and involved themselves in that. But Where Were You Wednesdays, tweet us a, tweet us a photo and a little description on where you were. And, uh, it doesn't have to be just on that Wednesday, though. You could be anywhere during the week. It's not just 
tweet us the picture. Just, you know you what? Don't have to be at somewhere on Wednesday. You know we, all want, right. we just want fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all just right. desperate for fans. Spread but, the uh, word. Thank you very spread much. Spread the word. Thank you. And uh, next week, tune into our podcast. We have a huge week ahead in college sports along with the uh, Super Bowl. We'll take a huge look at the Super Bowl next week. Yes. And, uh, yeah, for uh, you guys, Ryan and Corey, I'm Josh for JTP. Peace. Later.